Yeah. So that's, that's right. Good. And then community, because yeah. I do have community, because I'm always around community as well. I have both. I have, as I say, I do both. But I definitely have community to be around. But to really, but because of this question, I'm going to have to start doing more community Shabbat. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, let's challenge each other, right? To do, um, even if it's for a change, but to stay on the topic of the things that are important to God and, and what the Shabbat means to him. Thank you, Cassandra. We have one more person lined up, but Fred, can I ask you a question? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot if you don't mind, okay. please, and ask it's you a question. Second time now today. It's the second. Time. Yes, I know. That's what happens when you're a leader. You have to be prepared. Okay. <laughs> All right. Tell me this. So one of one of the things that I face and the questions that I face when we're talking about Shabbat is people, especially from a Western Christian community. What I hear is every day is dedicated to the Lord. Every day is what I do is I I'm trying to do what the Lord wants me to do. And my time is dedicated to him. What, what would you respond to this type of mentality? That's true. It's not that you're, it's not that you're not dedicated to the Lord on the other days, but there is built into the word a day of rest and a time of rest. Even God rested on the seventh day. And so <clears throat> the time of rest is not just important in terms of physical rest, but that is when we're away from our routine and all the routine things that we're doing, where God wants us to spend time with him. And, and, we're, and it's just spending time in his presence. And we can spend time in his presence when we're working, but it's very hard to, first of all, it's, first of all, it's biblical. God rested on the seventh day, but no, that's number one. But number two, it's also really important that we take some time where we're just hearing from the Lord, where we're not, where we don't have an agenda with him and, uh, and where we're saying, Lord, what is on your heart? So what's on your heart for me? What's on your heart for my family? What's on your heart for your people? And, and then just spending time, just being thankful and giving thanks to him. And in the Western culture, we don't do that. We just don't do that. We don't, it's, we're always feeling like we need to be doing something. And, uh, and if we're not doing anything, then we're on our, on our phones, on social media, or checking emails, or going on to uh, the Global Watch signal messages and stuff like that. We've got to, it's a discipline. And it's really important to have that discipline. Otherwise, there's no, you can be dedicated to doing stuff for God, but not really be, not really be in his presence and not really be abiding in the vine. That's really good. That's really good. One thing that I thought of was like, it's the same thing when we think that really that in my finances, it's, it's all dedicated to the Lord. It's in his service. It's all. And yet there is that 10% that is set apart. That is unquestionably preset measured and set aside for to for the lord so it's the same thing with one day of the week and for me it's a time to also regroup and rethink look over the week with him and look over my life with him and reset goals with him and all that yeah yeah i think it becomes a cop-out then we don't do any of it yeah amy you wanted to you have input into this go ahead yeah, I, there were just a couple of things that I had an opportunity when I was working in the hospital about that our need here in the Western culture, because it's, I can't tithe, I'm in doubt, I can't do this. And just sharing with people that profess to be Christians, you're never going to get out of debt if you don't tithe. 
and honor the Lord and trust him. But an experience that I had was I had transferred into a different department and this a black nurse from Kenya worked the day shift and I worked nights and, and then she switched to night shift and found out that she was a Christian. And so we would talk and share. And I said, so what do you fellowship? And she said, we really can't go to church because I have to work every weekend. I said, no, you don't have to work every weekend because there are guidelines. And so it turned out when I began to investigate, the two other nurses on the night shift closed ranks and they never, they would always book. So they were off the weekends. And I said, that's not fair. So I had to actually go to the higher ups whom I knew because I'd been at that hospital for a long time and went to bat for her. And she, they, that their administration told those nurses, you will be not doing that. And she was able then to go. So I think it's a place too for us as we begin to really appreciate Sunday's helping other Christians to value what Sunday is, is about, take that, make that intentional choice. Hey, this is important. You have to have this day of rest. rest. It is a time for them to commune with other fellow believers. And, and they got mad at me. They were really ticked off at me. We need to be in that place to support one another, that it is a day of rest. We need this time with the Lord. We need this time to commune with others. So I just wanted to mention that in agreement with what Fred was sharing in our culture here, especially in America, it's so drive, drive, go. It's not important. It sets us apart. Being celebrating Shabbat sets us apart as the people of God, that we honor the creator. We honor our freedom that we have in Christ. Yeah, yeah, that's a good answer, Amy. Thank you. Yeah, it washes out. It just becomes, if, you, if we don't make the effort, if we don't set it apart, then it gets, then it's gone. It's not, if we said, Oh, just find a day and pick the day and make it a Shabbat day. And then it becomes a no day because it's just not God's way. There's no anointing on it. There's no, yeah, it just doesn't happen. It becomes something that gets diluted, dismissed, not valued and not done. All right. So we have one more person, Dahlia. <laughs> what are you? Yes. Oh, there you are. <laughs> Hello, Dahlia. Okay, tell us, Dahlia, what do you do? I know, so you are a person who, I'm going to say half Jew, half Westerner, let's say, <laughs> because half of you is, or you are in, dedicated to Jewish ways, and you observe Jewish customs, and at the same time, you're, you have, you're in a culture that's more Western, and so tell us, what do you do to observe the Shabbat? Very good question. Over the years, I'd been with Messianic congregations and it wasn't as much an issue as it is now because my church is not Messianic, but they really love Israel. So what I do Friday night, we do have prayer with my church. My, my pastor loves prayer. <laughs> Thank God. Okay. He really, it's amazing how much he gets us all in prayer. So every Friday night I have that. And then I've also more during the COVID period, I didn't get to do outreach. And now for years I did outreach with the San Francisco House of Prayer. And there's now again, I can, and it's really wonderful on Saturday to do that. I really feel like that is the most meaningful thing I can do. The Lord used to heal on Shabbat, I think, to be able to share the good news, pray with people, whatever the Lord leads. And like tomorrow, I get to go to with the San Francisco House of Prayer 
Evangelist Lee were to go to Jerry Garcia Amphitheater. They're having a big, he always checks what's going on in the city. So it's once lots of fun. And I can take my bird ooh, on Saturdays. That's really a blessing. On Sunday, I also do outreach with my church after church, but I can't take them because I'm in church and I live over in Oakland now. I, my church is in San Francisco. Saturday is especially now, especially not COVID, not getting to do outreach for, with the groups for so long. I really appreciate it. It's such a joy now. And with the House of Prayer, I worked with them for years. So I'm just really thrilled about that. And, and also I'm thrilled about the Global Watch having this Friday morning because it does give me a little more. I feel like I'm tied more to Israel. And I love doing this Friday morning on Shabbat too. And anytime I get, of course, the time with the Lord is number one. It always is. We've got to have that quiet time. And that's my favorite time of all. So that's my Shabbat. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's cool. So that's, so you're, if I ask what's the most enjoyable time, is that, is that what you said? It's, you said it's most meaningful to serve on the street, I think. What would you say is the most enjoyable aspect? It's got to be time with the Lord, number one. But I am thrilled that I also get outreach. That's one of the bigger reasons I went to Hernhood and I got so blessed to at Hernhood. Those, they have such a heart for their servants, for missions. It was just such a blessing. And the closeness to the Lord, putting first love there and outreach, we've got to have that. You've got to have him first. You can't really, in prayer, you got to get, you can only give. It's yeah. to the Lord. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Do you, do you have a creative way of including unbelievers in this experience? Of I would say the outreach is a creative way. That's a wonderful way. Over the years, different things. I've done different things, but right now that's what it is. There's different seasons in our life. I've had the Shabbat dinners in the past. I've done different things where you invite people that need encouragement to your home. It's really sweet. That's nice. Yeah, and that's beautiful. And prayer, a lot of prayer for families, beautiful for Shabbat dinners. When I think Joy really knows, listening to her, the meaning of that, it's really profound. Our children, big part of, of the word is sharing our faith with our own family, blessing our family. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So you so you invite unbelievers, you pray with them, even family, whether believers or unbelievers, and praying with them. And you make it a point to do that on Shabbat. That's pretty good. That's a good, good idea to invite people over, especially maybe unbelievers, and have that time of fellowship with them. Do you like recognize some aspect of Shabbat when they're over, when you invite them over? What I used to do was the dinner that joy was talking oh, about and, okay. and we had a lot of singles over for years and, uh, and we went we have a there's a book that's beautiful i don't i should i don't know it right off the top of my head that goes through all of the beautiful shabbat blessings and songs not all of them but a, it's a really beautiful book you can really do that and it's okay. such a family time that they're blessed and they feel included and loved and i see it's a lot of work. I don't cook. I don't really cook now so much. But that yeah. just encourage everyone if you're up That's to that. That's what I find difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I tried to do that. My husband and I did that for years. It was beautiful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's one of the things I struggle with is when I do invite people over for fellowship and stuff, but then 
it does become hard work for me. So this is why I have the question of Amy. Yeah, it takes a well-planned so that it doesn't become work, but that it's part of enjoying the Shabbat together. Yeah, not turning it into good work, hard work. Thank you, Dahlia. We're going to end with communion. So if you don't have your elements ready, this is a good time to go get it. But before we have a little bit of time, so I'm thinking, so the goal of today, for me at least, was to understand practical ways to observe the Shabbat while we really stay with the heart of God's purpose and objective for the Shabbat. And there are different ways that we really can honor God and not make it into a traditional thing. So I wanted to hear different things people do. And so we heard from four or five people today. We have some time, so I'm going to open it up. You can raise your hand if if you want to share, give us like one practical thing that you do on a Shabbat day to observe the day. And I can start us off. I shared about this today. The only thing that I'm doing that is that's different is like Fred, I want it to be a time that I'm listening to the Lord, but I make it a point to be really more tuning in, practicing more the tuning into him all day long. So all day long, I'm either singing to him in my heart or I'm, yeah, I'm learning. I'm taking the time to listen to him more during, throughout the day on that day. Because I'm not working, because I don't have this obligation that I'm chasing to make it happen. I actually have my Armenia watch on Saturday. Sometimes I wonder if that's wrong. But anyway, for, but the rest of the day, I tried to listen more to the Holy Spirit. So Petra, I think you had your hand up and I missed it. Did you want to share something before we go to Denise? I just have an addition because maybe you don't know, but in Germany, the shops are closed on Sundays. And since you've been on Her in Herrnhut, you probably haven't recognized it so much because it's a village after all, but in all big cities in Germany. And this is part of honoring the Shabbat. You as Christians, you don't have to keep it on a Friday night, but at least one day a week. And that's still out of that Jewish Christian tradition that there should be one day in the week that's where right. you should keep a break. And in Germany, they're trying to impeach that law of the, the uh, Sunday law basically so they're trying to open the shops again but actually when I realized it it was when I had to work in England and in England 24 hours seven days a week the shops were open and I just thought oh my gosh what a blessing there was and at the time I was not even a Christian so I even knew that it's a blessing even though I was not a Christian or anything connected with religion or anything like that <laughs> But yeah. this was just the addition I wanted to make. And also what Cassandra shared, I think it's so beautiful when, yeah, especially single women, when they're actually valid. And uh, there's the Proverbs 31 writing or reading out in the Shabbat tradition, the woman of valor. And I think this is such a blessing when somebody reads it for you. And actually the man is doing that. So if it's an elder of the church or whoever, I think this is such a blessing. And that's the input I wanted to give and... Yeah, cool. Denise has also her hand raised. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, Petra. Okay, Denise. Hey, guys, I'm a little late, so I'm not sure if anybody shared this, but in, in Jewish homes, uh, they not only celebrate the incoming of Shabbat, but they also celebrate and mark the exiting of Shabbat. And so then oh. the very first, so then the very first day of the week, it's day one towards Shabbat. It's day two 
toward the Shabbat. So mm -hmm. it, it oh. really is one of those things where we should have a mindset that as we go into our day of rest, as we come out of our day of rest, that even as we come out, we're yearning again for the day of rest because it's the rehearsal for the beautiful millennial time of incredible peace and beauty with the Lord as we rule and reign with him. And what I found in practical ways is that by Wednesday, I know what I'm going to put in my crock pot on Friday nights. I know what I'm going to, I know what I'm going to have done by Thursday afternoon. I plan it from Sunday on so that when Friday night comes, when the Shabbat comes, I'm not rushing. I'm not screeching to a halt. I'm prepared and I can enter in and take that deep sigh and that deep breath and let that deep breath out as I begin to enjoy my family in a different way and enjoy the presence of the Lord in a more meaningful way through that Shabbat time. So it's really something that we should actually have on our mind daily. Yeah. How are we even preparing ourselves for the day of rest, for coming into his presence? So I find that very meaningful mm -hmm. for me. Yes. Yeah. And learn that too, Denise. You have to really plan it. It took a while to break the habit and prepare in advance for that. There is not going to get any work done that day. So get ready in advance. And yeah, prepare for what you, how you want to observe the Shabbat. Prepare in advance. That's really good advice. Thank you, Denise. Yes. Anyone else wants to share something, some meaningful thing that they do on Shabbat that they want to share with us? Or how do you observe the Shabbat? I'm going to be like Fred and pick on people. <laughs> okay. I think Katya has something. Yeah, I'm happy to volunteer. It's two things that come to mind. I'm a gardener, I'm self-employed, so I'm fairly flexible, but with the times, for me, a Shabbat on Friday is two o'clock, no, three o'clock in the afternoon. So I now have rearranged my Fridays to be able to actually join. And then from now on, try to come on here and then it's my Shabbat and I try to do the Saturday instead of a Sunday because Sundays seem to be very busy with church and it's all we're doing. And I, I found that so frustrating. I keep thinking, Lord, I want to spend time with you. And I'm a doer anyway. Naturally, I'm happy and I thrive on those things. But again, I, I've learned more and more or I've been drawn to actually be still and listen to him and I, I had such an expectation also to go to handhood because I kept thinking I don't want to have an agenda I don't want to have an agenda I just want to seek God I want to hear from him and if possible audible it's things like that I really want to experience him and I think he did put that yearning and longing into my heart he really keeps drawing us and actually increasing it's almost like, come on a little bit more a little bit more and then you, you keep going it's almost like a fade <laughs> But it's so beautiful at the same time. It starts consuming you. And when I was in Hanhut, what I really enjoyed was the, they had the fire on the altar. Mm -hmm. And what happened was, and I don't know whether you've seen the video clip, there's a video clip. So it's a 24 seven prayer they set up in memory of the 300 years this year. So we had the opportunity to join them and actually they freed some slots, especially for us because they knew we were there and we were keen. And it is so beautiful. And an hour and at the night I did some night shifts and um, it was almost like 
an hour was gone in the moment and I really felt like I want to stay longer oh it's not enough and so you start not caring about sleep because there is so much beauty in it it really is and you feel almost like walking on clouds <laughs> the day was although things were busy and we would still do a lot of things it was just so different and also to and I went in, I felt, Lord, I'm not going to speak to you. I don't mean to be rude, but there's my notepad, there's a pen. And whatever I hear, I start writing things down because I used to say, oh, I don't hear from the Lord. And I stopped saying that because I believe we can all do it. We just yeah. need to understand, we, you know, how he's going to speak. And even if words come to my mind, it doesn't make sense. I kept writing them down. So that was one thing. And I really do want to continue with that. Uh, it's just finding out what at the time of the day and then this morning I saw during the day today at work because I'm a gardener I can sing and praise him and all that <laughs> and this is so great I'm so blessed with that but I kept thinking my house is so small where can I actually have that little special corner where I can do that praying and waiting on him in the morning and I realized I'm gonna just turn a chair around and have that towards the wall I realized Oh yeah, I could do that. Sounds a bit weird, but if you knew my house, you would understand. So yeah, that's that. There was something else, but I forgot. Maybe it wasn't that important to share now. Yeah, that's it. Will come. It will come to mind. Yeah, that's very creative, Katya. Thank you, and that's really refreshing to hear. All right. <laughs> okay. Do we? No, we better move right into communion. And so I ask Dahlia to lead us with the bread and Cassandra with the wine. You ready, Dahlia? Yes, I want to share one of the most meaningful, probably the most meaningful thing I got at Hernet was realizing we're the, the holiest because of him. He did it all. If you think about it, we just need to receive that. So as we read, I wanted to read this passage for us. First John that we know so well, First John 1, 8 through 10. But as we read it, that's, that we need to repent of, this is also what we do when we do communion. If there's anything, any strongholds in our life, I think mine, I, finances, I need to be better with my spending habits. That's probably spirit of greed. Anything with our children, any, anything with our relationships, anything with forgiveness, that we just take it to him and know we can rest in him, that he's our deliverer. That's his name, Yehoshua, our deliverer. He's our righteousness, and we are holy in him. And this is how we rest in him. Receive that, give it to him, and he can break off the strongholds, anything at all. So as we do that, let's, we'll all take that quiet time as we read, eat this bread, and think about what it is that you might have a stronghold in your life that you can just receive his covering, receive his righteousness. Okay, and this is verse John 1, 8. If we claim not to have sin, we're deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we acknowledge our sins, then since he's trustworthy and just, he will forgive them and purify us from all wrongdoing. If we claim we have not been sinning, we're making him out to be a liar, and his word is not in us. Oh, Father, we thank you, Lord, for your great atonement, and with your stripes we're healed, and we're delivered, and we're your whole, holy unto you because of you, Yeshua. Take this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in memory of me.
Abba Father, we offer up this cup, the cup of the blood of your new covenant. We thank you right now in the name of Yahshua, Lord God, for your blood was shed seven times, just like the slaughtered lamb that they would bring into the altar, Lord God. So we thank you that your blood was written in your in the word that while you prayed, drops of blood fell to the ground. And they put a crown of thorns on your head. They ripped your beard off. They scourged you. They whipped you 39 stripes, Lord God, 39. So we know your body was beaten beyond human recognition. And as they whipped you, the blood had to splatter on the ground. And Father, they said they nailed you through the cross, Lord God. And then the scriptures let us know that they pierced you in your side and blood and water came streaming down. Father, we thank you for you. We thank you for sending your son, Yahshua, to die on a cross that his blood was shed. And when you see us now, you see that same blood. When we've given our lives totally over to you, you see that same blood in each and every one of us. And so we thank you as we take this cup. We do this in remembrance of you. Hallelujah. The blood still works and it never loses its power. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. This was so meaningful. Yeah. Okay, Fred, all yours. Thank you, Lena. That, this was just a great hour. It's just wonderful to hear people's, how people celebrate Shabbat and giving me some ideas and some thoughts going forward. And thank you for leading us this hour. I think my lovely wife, Susan, has some announcements and then we'll close. Just a quickie. We're going to start up the watches again Sunday, starting Sunday, 6 a.m. Jerusalem time. That's our journey group. And we would like to hear from people who were not there as well as people who were at Heronhut to hear about their experience, things that were meaningful nuggets that they're taking back. We want to really nurture the seed that was deposited in all of us, either whether you're there or whether you're watching live streams. Yep, we'll be doing that. We'll start yeah. it up again. Yeah, it's actually Monday, 6 a.m. Jerusalem time. It's Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. So no healthcare watch. I would contact Robert Doe on that. Okay. Okay. Great. Let us have, let's have Petra. Why don't you close us off in Heavenly Father, we just thank you that we have this time together, that we commune with you. Thank you, Father, for all those great testimonies. And thank you, Lord, that you have given us a Shabbat, that we can come into that special holy presence with you, Lord Jesus. Thank you that you knitted us together and that you allowed us to come to your table, to partake in this cup of salvation and this cup of mercy. And thank you, Lord, that you have given us this special place and we pray for Israel, we pray for Jerusalem that they may find their place and their position at the table so that we from the nations can take our seats around this table and we want to lift up especially now Israel as they enter into their Shabbat now and that you will give them rest and peace Lord Jesus, especially those who are on the watches from Israel right now. Father, thank you that you have made this time possible and that we can come to you. Father, bless Israel, bless Jerusalem, and bless this one new man between Jews and Gentiles. In Jesus' name, amen. All God's people said, amen. Everybody unmute yourself. Amen. 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 Blessings. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Shalom. Good Singapore. Shalom. Hey. Go bless. Go bless Singapore.